Chicago Sam coming with the win. Super Puppy, Super Puppy Podcast, Super Puppy Podcast, the best podcast, Super Puppy Podcast, the best. This is Super Podcast, Puppy Podcast, the best podcast. Better than the rest, Super Puppy Podcast. Bust your shots in your ass, Super Puppy Podcast. Don't sleep. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest installment of the Super Puppy Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Miner, aka Chicago Slim. And the name of this episode is The Overachiever. Mm. I mean, naturally, it should be the name, right? I battled with a few names, but this show is great. We have a super guest. He's very popular in the DCC. Please give it up for Martin Amini. Martin Amini, aka the Overachiever. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. excited. Yeah. Sean's in the house. Can we get a what up, Sean? What up, Sean? <laughs> you gotta go say what up? What up? Uh, thank you. <laughs> okay. So, Martin and me, we got a few things to talk about. Okay. The Overachievers Comedy Show. Yeah. The Overachievers Podcast. Right, coming which, soon. Coming soon because it's going to be as hilarious, if not more hilarious, mm-hmm. than Super Puppy Podcast. Um, your background, Bolivian and Iranian. Yeah. I mean, that's not. All facts. It's not important, but we, we, we want to bring that up. You've been doing big things for Comedy Central. Yeah. Opened for Trevor Noah. Right. Yeah. Hassan Minaj. Right. Yeah. Not related to Nicki Minaj. Not related. No. Does he have a big this, butt? This is all Daily Show, uh, Daily Show correspondence. So he must not have a big butt. I mean, it's flat ass. Yeah, I'm not gonna uh, <laughs> speak on other man's ass. Wait, that was a test. That was a test. Wait, ten seconds in. Right. Oh, this man's ass. So, by, by the way, Martin, we know you an overachiever, but how do you feel about this man's ass? Right. You just to speak. Just wait. Shut up. Okay, my bad. My bad. Take it back. Take it back. Okay. DC Improv. Okay. Regular there. Yeah, my home club. Kennedy Center. Kennedy Center. Like singing or singing and comedy or just. No, no, it's been it's been just straight showcase shows at Kennedy Center. I'm like a regular. I've been I've done I've been very fortunate. I've done four shows there in the past two years. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Winning over here. Look at that shirt, you guys. Can you see his shirt? It It says more wins. More wins. Yeah. Shout out to Jaime for the design. Yeah, I need one of those. More wins, no losses. Okay. Um, Caroline's on Broadway. Right, New York. The Comedy Store. LA. Big stuff like laugh tracks on True TV. That came out in January. Did that. So what is that? Tell us about that. Laugh Tracks is a new show on True TV uh, that was created by a gentleman by the name of Bob Summer. Mm-hmm. For those who know who Bob is, he's the creator, co-creator of a Deaf Comedy Channel back in the 90s. Oh, okay. So he decided he wanted to start this show. And he, uh, last year, the summer of 2017, he traveled across the country looking for new, young, comedic talent. Fresh comics. Fresh comics. Yeah. So he came to to D.C. and um, they held some auditions. And uh, I was one of three comics uh, selected. It was me, Kason Wilson, and Tim Miller. Oh, boom! So they flew us out to L.A. to tape. Um, The concept of the show is it's a stand-up comedy show mixed with sketches. So it's like... Yes, us performing, and then the voiceover, and then they actually hire actors that act out. The oh, video. your jokes. Oh, I love it. So I love they it. They selected my uh, ice cream truck turf war joke, you know what I mean? 
I did, I did that at the audition and I got off stage and Bob came up to me and he was like, we gonna be in touch, young man. Like, oh my God. And he gave me his card and- uh, And he framed it. Yeah, it was a wrap, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's on my desk. Oh, that's dope. So make sure you check that out, you guys. It's laughing. on YouTube, yeah. You can actually watch my episode. Um, it's on my YouTube. Uh, just go to Martin Amini and it's just Google uh, Ice Cream Truck Turf War. And, my, my, my episode pops up. Uh, that's gonna be bomb, because later on in the show, we're gonna test your ice cream knowledge. Okay, yeah. And we'll talk about why we're talking about ice cream, because your family has like an ice cream business, right? Right, grew up in a family of ice cream truck drivers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So you would have to work, like growing up, you would have to like... I mean, yeah, that would be, if I wanted to eat, I had to help <laughs> yeah. and sell ice cream. I mean, that's you my dad. Eat? My dad would take me to work uh, on the ice cream truck, and like I would, from a young age, help out like selling ice cream and helping them load up the trucks. You know what I mean? I thought, you know, looking back, really, it's a good way to like get your kid to, you know, yeah, work, work and learn, yeah, work learn some things. You know what I mean? So, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? I like uh, cookie sandwich and cookies and cream. Ah, cookies and cream is good one. John, what's your favorite ice cream? Yeah, Sean, what's your favorite? Uh, might have to be vanilla bean and cookies and cream. Somewhere oh, no. there. Who yeah. just likes vanilla? Vanilla bean. <laughs> square. I know. <laughs> That's for you, bro. Sounds like a Republican. Yeah, yeah. I like vanilla. Vanilla bean. <laughs> <laughs> Not even vanilla. Yeah. Vanilla bean, you have to be specific. <laughs> what was the second one you said? Cookies and cream. Oh, yeah, cookies and cream. Yeah. I've been leaning more towards the pistachio these mm -hmm. days. That's like a Persian swag. It's, well, you know, I'm fancy. And I do also love a dolce de leche caramel oh, swirl. Oh, yes. And salted caramel. Okay, we, we, we're digressing. I don't have free ice cream, by the way. I know okay. y'all looking at me like, yo, you like dolce de leche, <laughs> cookies and cream. I'm like, I'm like, I actually happen to have some cookies and cream. Right That's why I brought it up. I'm like, so. I don't got the, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you were to come to my house, I have a freezer and I could hook y'all up. But. So is it like um, regular ice cream or is it like specialty No, no, it's mostly like, if you're familiar with like the Good Humor products. Oh yeah. This is Good Humor ice cream. And we, yeah, got, that's we, got, we got multiple trucks, so we got the streets on lock, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. glad it's not Brooklyn. I heard about a story in Brooklyn where like people were complaining about the ice cream man that would come out. Like the new people that moved in. What, are they like hood? Yeah. Like they moved into the hood. And the ice cream people would be, you know, the ice cream truck drivers would just be out there because that's what they do. Right. But then the new people would be like, ah, this ice cream truck is just making all this noise. Oh, really? Songs. Yeah, man. That's just the, the, the streets. You can't you can't get mad at how they were acting before you got there. Like, that's just the, that's the culture. Yeah. The ice cream man got to eat too, man. <laughs> hey, man, you going to move in, rent goes up, so the price, the price on ice cream go up. Right. <laughs> Did you ever, like, sneak the ice cream sandwiches or, like, sneak the ice cream? Or are you just, like... Like when your dad would have all this ice cream, would you be like, right. as a kid, just eat a lot of ice cream? Yeah, I didn't have to sneak. It was just like, that was just one of the perks of being oh, the child of an ice cream man. You, you stay so fit. I mean, I do I do what I can. I need, I need <laughs> to have a couple pounds right now. Y'all would know if my family owned an ice cream truck. Yeah. Like, it would be like, so. I mean, I was probably one of the most popular kids in the neighborhood because I did have all the ice cream. Yeah, that's so, what's up. I like you more because of ice cream. No. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I feel powerful. Right, I'm like, you, know, you want this cookie and cream? Yo, you gotta be nice to me. <laughs> that's gonna be the name of the show. I have to be okay. honest, the ice cream man. Ice cream man, yeah. But then I was like, no, the overachievers matter. Let's just go with what it is. Yeah, well, I mean, that is probably the first like uh, transition of being like social and learning how to talk to people. Yeah, you know I mean? like, like you want some ice cream? You want some ice cream? Yeah. I'm sure, no, with the ladies. Yeah. 
I mean, it's like it's like a good it's a good practice that I think to put your child to work. I'm a big fan of like child labor. Would you be like taking girls ice cream sandwiches like? Yeah, and then it's like I brought you something, and they'd be like, nah. Bitch, I bought you ice cream. Okay, this is great. So tell us about the Overachievers comedy show, like mm -hmm. how it came about, what is it, where is it? The Overachievers is a is a once a month show at the Draft House Theater. Mm -hmm. um, we showcase comedians from like HBO, Comedy Central. Like mainly now, I bring comedians from New York and LA. Okay. But the way it started was like you've known me for a while. Like mm -hmm. I've always had shows. Yeah. So a lot Look, of time, I always had shows. I've always had shows. You, know, you, you gotta understand. <laughs> I mean, I've always had shows. But now it's uh, it, it, you know it's at a point where you know uh, I have a lot of good relationships with people from who've moved on to New York and LA and. I'll call him up, you know, call homies like Rob Hayes, who go, who's gone on to do Shout out to Rob Shout Hayes. Shout out to Rob Hayes, man. Uh, he's, one, he's one of the day ones. Like, the first show I ever put together was actually my first month of comedy. Uh, I called him up, and he came from Atlanta and headlined my first show. Yeah. And uh, this was back in 2012 in Atlas Morgan. And fast forward to 2018, just did Jimmy Fallon, Late Night Set. Boom! And some Jordans, right? Yeah, some Jordans. <laughs> Fresh as hell. Right. Killing the game. Killing the but game. But he'll come down to do the overachievers, you know what I mean? Homies like Stavros Halkius, you know what I mean? Who's, who's a DC comedy veteran, has gone out to New York and done great things, comes back, and then just off the strength of like his following, he tweets one time, sells out the show. Boom. So these are, I gotta give credit to where credit's due. Like, the show Overachievers is, is, is doing great, mainly because of the relationships, of, you know, that, that that I've gained through doing comedy in DC, mm -hmm. and um, that's where it starts. Yeah, you, know? you got, you got, yeah. This is like the, the training ground for 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 great comedy, and I think, um, yeah, the Overachievers is really just a showcase of like pushing the culture forward, trying to showcase the new up and coming talent. You mean the new faces? Yeah, we support that wholeheartedly. Yeah. The Overachievers comedy show with DJ Bo. DJ Bo. The man. Yeah, your man. Day, right. day one. DJ Bo. So it's like a DJ, you got Martin hosting, right, we fresh got, faces. Now we got a drummer now, Joey Dolan. Oh, he's, he's our drummer. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, we got a whole team. Like we got the photographer, you know, I gotta shout out Abby, our social media guy, Phil. Shout him out. You know what I mean? The whole, the whole overachiever squad. <laughs> right, it's, it's you all, know, this is y'all's show, actually. Right. You know, it's all about you guys. That's what's up. Okay, so we're gonna transition. To ask you about like comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what kind of brought. I happen, I happen to know a couple of things about comedy. You know, you got a few jokes. I heard you were funny. I got, a couple, you know, I got a couple moves. Right, I got the moves. So, how long have you been doing comedy? I'm going on six years this year. Okay, boom. Yeah. Look, you guys, this is like millennial comedy. Millennial? What does that mean? That means you're like one of the younger. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah like this is up. the new, the rocket ship into the future. The new wave. Yep, this is the new wave, and I love it. Okay, so what was your first experience? First experience? Yeah, doing Still comedy. Performing? I remember it was uh, June of 2012. Uh, this is like a month moving back from LA to DC, and the first spot I went up to uh, was a spot called RFD. Oh yeah! Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, wa I, wa I walked in. I was wearing a Prada vest. Oh shit! Sure. Was, really was that LA in you? I was feeling myself, man. <laughs> I was determined to go on stage. I was so confident I was gonna go up. I brought two friends with me. Not even signed up. Didn't even email. I was like, oh, it's an open mic. Bet. Open for me. Boom. And then I had I, I talked to a gentleman by the name of uh, 
I'm gonna say Ralph Cooper. Oh, I know him. So, I know him. yeah. <laughs> He's a super puppy all-star. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I want to say Ralph, I spoke to Ralph, or at the time he had a co-producer named Brad Ryan. Yep. It was either Brad, I think maybe it was even Brad, and I remember saying, hey man, I want to go up. And he was like, well, actually, the way it works is, you know, you have to email us, <laughs> and the whole thing. Okay. And I was like, I don't think you get it, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm from LA. <laughs> I like did this whole story about how I've been doing comedy in LA for like, I don't want to say for years, but I made it seem like I was the shit in LA. Yeah, right. Had you done comedy? In reality, no. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, I already brought two people with me. I As you can see. I, I ain't going back in the car. I'm not doing comedy and hearing my friends clown me. So. Right. They're like, okay, oh, you from LA? Well, well, you can go up at the end. Are you from LA? Oh, okay. It was one of those, it was just so, looking back, I was I was so delusional. It was so stupid. But that's all you got going for you when you start out. Yeah. You know? Or like, you know, like you're like, yeah, I'm going to be funny. And then, be so, funny as hell. And I remember going up and it went well. It went really well. Oh, I, I remember Haywood was there, the guy named Erica Wusu, who's in LA now. Uh -huh. uh, and um, it was good enough to the point where like, I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah, right. it wasn't enough to throw you off like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those experiences. And now I remember a girl came up to me after my set and like, she gave me her number. It was like, it was like one of those moments where like, I feel like everything lined up enough to trick me to keep doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all the factors that needed to happen to be like, yo, you got this happen. And then it just, it just lines. set me up for so much disappointment for so many years. <laughs> like, like it was never, ever that good yeah. for like years. <laughs> ever. That's like that's never had a girl since then has never came up to me after the show <laughs> and it's given me her number. So it was like God playing a trick on me. Like, oh yeah, you need to do this. And I was like, okay. You gotta work for it. And Go. then, yeah, it gave me like the best in the beginning and then to everything away from me so now I have to work to, I'm always chasing that first moment you know what I've heard that that's how people react to like crack and like heroin like Word. the first time is the bomb right and then they're like I mean but forever because you see that what people are willing to sacrifice to chase that high yeah that's sad. Like, why would you <laughs> do that like you lost all your shit. everything I mean, that's really what comedy is. It's like you're being a crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the life, I'm saying the lifestyle, like what you sacrifice. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't. You lose all your friends. You lose your family. You ain't got no money. You got no money. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You Nobody, might not even have a house. Yeah. You can't get no girls. You know what I mean? For at least the beginning. And, and then they uh, see you on stage and they be like, okay, thank you. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, you t once you level up and get to the point where it's like good shows, because I remember taking girls to like my first open mics and it was just so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. They were literally scared. Like people were fighting in the mics and like this for being burned. Like, I don't know if this is safe. I'm like, yeah. no, don't worry, I'm next. <laughs> Watch me though. Watch me though. Focus on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, focus on me. I know everyone ain't really bringing it tonight, but I'm gonna bring it. <laughs> And and it, 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 it would, yeah, it would go well, but I'm just saying, like, but now let's say I go up at the DC Improv or the Kennedy Center. Uh -huh. It's just that's a layup. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, come see me at the Kennedy Center. Yeah, like you know I'm mean? like, already. That's already the line. That's a great line. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Check me out. It was. I'm like, wow, you were like on the Kennedy Center stage. That's yeah. like major. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's, I've been very fortunate. Mm -hmm. Fortunate, a I'm from the area, mm -hmm. and the Kennedy Center is in our town. Yeah. And the fact that these, the comedy is, is is being well received right now. Where the Kennedy Center is opening its, its doors to local comics, because a lot of times they, they they turn the local scene for openers. Oh, okay. So like if someone's traveling, like they they um, the Kennedy Center will sometimes like um, email the comedian like a list of names and their videos. So a lot of times the way I get my shows currently is comedians will s s click on my video and they're like, oh, I, I like I like this guy. Oh, okay. And so. 
for different reasons, you know what I mean? Sometimes like they just like me because I'm different. Yeah. For just conflicting reasons, they don't want a comedian that kind of talks about what they talk about. So yeah. It's not a lot of Bolivian, Iranian, so all you other ice cream men, comedians, y'all, man, yo, you better check in when you come to DC. Yeah. You know what I mean? Take me out for coffee. Dark boy. That was a 6 9 reference. Yeah. Anyone doesn't get that. Yeah. They were like, yeah. why is he telling us to check in? It's a joke, all right? Relax. 6 9 is a mess. Yo, I saw that interview, though, and it was one of the most entertaining. And, like, I actually, I didn't know who he was prior to that Breakfast Club interview, right. but it made me want to listen to his music. I listened to his music, and I was like, yo, I actually fuck with this music. No. You know, see, you don't like it, but I'm of the young way. Like, I feel like it reminds me of like. Here's the thing, like, like people gonna talk trash about like mumble rap. Like, it's not about what they're saying, bro. It's an energy. Don't get me you, started. You know what I mean? It's like you want to be in the gym and you want to do a bench press. You don't want to listen to no R and B, Brian McKnight. You want to listen to fucking Takashi Six Nine. So like, wait, okay, so if I'm I listening to no, like yeah, bench press. Uh. So I'm not supposed <laughs> to be listening to the words. No, you're, it's a vibe. It's not a. It's not about like it's. It's not about what they're saying. It's about again. You can't listen to it before you go to church. I'm saying you want to listen to it before you go do a show. Right. You know I mean? Hype you up. Get you. Get you hyped. Right. Like yo. You know. Make you want to tell other comedians. Yo. You check in when he comes. <laughs> you know I mean. I'm like yeah. You know. He makes sense. So yeah. is that like? So Cardi B falls in this category. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because I'm working on that one. I'm I mean, to get I, hear, I know the Cardi album just dropped. I didn't listen to it, but yeah. I can only imagine it's just turn up music. Sean said. I mean, I don't mess with Cardi B like that, but I'm like, damn. But it's do though. It's, it's turn up music, man. It, it, and people gotta chill out when it comes to critiquing art, man. It's I like, know. you gotta understand, this shit is like, it's, it's open-ended and it's subjective. And, yo, know, man, we, we, we ain't all gonna be around forever, man. We need to just stop hating and just, just gravitate towards what you like. And if you don't like it, hey, yeah, man, just, go, just, just like, instead of saying, man, I don't fuck with this, be like, I actually, you should listen to this. Yeah. Instead of offer up suggestions. You know what I mean? A Martin moment. That's a Martin moment. That's why I'm, I'm on some like next level. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been, my therapist is helping me level up. <laughs> to elevate. Elevate. Elevate your mind. Thoughts, you know what I mean? Okay, I'm gonna take this into account and listen to some Cardi. I'm gonna listen with an open heart and I'm gonna maybe go to the gym. Listen to it on the, either age of the gym or to the club or before like a, like a high energy situation. Okay. Because then it gives it more context. Context is everything. Context is everything. You can't, you know what I mean? You can't be listening to it in a situation where you want to just, just be chill. Right? right, like at work. I'm like, oh my God, this is it's, 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 it's ignorant for a reason. You know I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, it's supposed to be our release. Write that down. It's ignorant you know what I mean? for a reason. <laughs> it's a release from yeah. our mundane lives. That we're paying, we're putting someone on a pedestal to be ratchet. Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's where I have a problem. I'm like, why are we doing that? Because society says we can't do that, but she's winning, and we like to see someone win. That we, it's like our alter ego. Wins. That's what I'm saying, and we gotta respect that. Okay, you know, why drop knowledge on me? See, that's why you need the millennials in your life. Okay, now we're gonna switch it again. What was your? Okay, we talked about how great you are. Okay, what was your worst experience on stage? I mean, the past six years have been tough. <laughs> I'm not going front. Like, let's talk about the best. Oh man, it's been a battle, man. Because you know, obviously, you want to showcase the wins. That's yeah. all. That's all you see on the gram. More wins. More wins. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> but the reality is, it takes so many L's to get to the wins. Yeah. You gotta go through the L's. And yeah, I'm taking so many L's. Do I, you have like one that stands out? That I mean, I had a situation like, like two weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's actually it's on my Instagram story right now. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, but uh, it's, it was, uh, I had a situation where um, I got booked to feature at this spot in Frederick, Maryland, and um, shout out to Frederick. Yeah, shout out to Frederick. Maybe not after this story, though. I mean, it's all look. It's all love because every every experience is 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 a growing experience, whether okay. it's good or bad. You know what I mean, see, I was, you know one thing I've been trying to tell people. I don't understand why everyone's trying to be happy all the time. Because there's nothing wrong with being sad. Being sad gives you context for what happy is. Because if you've never been sad before, you won't appreciate. Right, 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 right. Deep. Mark moment. That's how, but that, that's how I feel. Because as a comic, we're sad all the time. But we do have these sweet, sweet moments. These Kennedy Center moments. Right. These, you know what I mean? These like DC Improv or Comedy Central showcase. These laugh track, True TV. Right, right. Oh, out to oh, LA. Oh. But it takes Four these. Weeks. It takes these L's in Frederick, Maryland. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you go on stage for 20 minutes, 25. <laughs> And they don't fuck with you like that. <laughs> they looking at you like, why are you here? Like, why, what are you even talking about right now? I'm here to tell these jokes that are yeah. about 15 more minutes. We don't care about Takashi 69 right? <laughs> We don't care about your feelings about that. <laughs> but uh, you know, it takes those moments and those experiences to to, to fuel you to, to to even go in deeper with what how you feel. Yeah. So where I'm a, now, I'm gonna just take that experience and go even harder. And if you don't fuck with me, then you know that's just what it is. Like I can't. You know, all I can do is just be true to myself, man. And, and if it's like, there's like a group of people that fuck with me, then I appreciate them. If there's a group of people who don't fuck with me, I'm like, I wasn't for them. I, yeah. I wasn't their Cardi B. Yeah. Cardi B. <laughs> Listen, Cardi B is the most popular artist in the world right now. I know, I and you don't like it. her. And, don't, and it's okay, because there's 10 other million people that follow her on IG right now. And she's winning, but there's people who don't like her. I want to like her. But you don't have that's the, the key is you don't have to, and it's all good. I don't. You know what I mean? I feel pressure. I feel like no, FOMO see, that's not society. Like you don't gotta do that. Okay. And and Cardi B's gonna be good, and you're gonna be good. Everyone's gonna go their separate ways. I that's feel like the same way people don't like have to like Martin and me. I'm sure not happy about it. Nah, they don't have to. But overachievers right now, we sell out all the shows. Hey, boom. That's so that's I got. Work speak so I'm gonna gravitate towards the people who fuck with me. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna keep selling tickets to people who fuck with I write, you know what I mean? Yeah, because that's they, who And they're gonna, they're gonna tell people who never heard about me and they're gonna come and they're gonna come with an open mind. And it's my responsibility to like put on a show where they're gonna hopefully appreciate it, they're gonna come back and that's how you yeah. get the people that you want. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna cater myself to Frederick Maryland folks. And there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah, that bless them. They could be into some, you know, whatever whatever swag they're into, like that's that's you know, Hagerstown flavor, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> vanilla bean swag. It's all good. I'm not mad at vanilla beans. You know what I mean? We got vanilla bean dudes behind the camera. Right, right you know? That's my homie. And we love him. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> every flavor. Like little vanilla beans. Yeah, a little vanilla bean. Love how you bring it back. So that's so, called a callback to the ice cream. Guys. So okay. it's all good though. It's yeah. not, it's not, you're not going to win everyone over, but as long as you, you have more W's than L's, I think it'll be all right. Okay, yeah. okay, more W's. Let's keep the show that shirt one more time. Yeah. More of those. Okay, what motivates you to write? So you you hit the stage. You said like what twelve times a week? Yeah, it's like uh, roughly ten to twelve times a week. I mean, again, it took it took me a, a, a while to be in a situation where I can get up that many times. And you know, as you as you know, or some people may not know, it's hard to get opportunities to just be on stage. Yeah. Like it takes years to just be in a situation where you can walk in a room and you're like, oh. 
I got you. But, right. Wow. Uh, it's, I mean, but it's, it's, it, again, I say that with, 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 I have to say that it took me um, six, close to six years mm -hmm. to be in that situation. Like, well, okay. For the first three, four, I could barely, I was barely like getting that type of opportunity. So I had to, you know, you work on the craft, and hopefully, the, there's people, there's enough people that like you, yeah, that, you know, respect your craft, that, that see the, um, you know. The, the advantage of having you on the show. Boom, I like having you around. So when you write, do you like write as you're going? So you hit a show and then you like, oh, I know how to make this joke better. Or are you like driving and you like, oh snap, let me put this little note in my phone. Like when do you actually like plan your jokes? Yeah, it's a combination of what you just said. It's like, for example, like the situation in Frederick where I bombed, it was, it, it, it was like a rough set, right? Where they didn't like me. And I had to drive home for like 45 minutes thinking about that L. And I was like, well, you know, how, how did that make me feel? <laughs> right. <laughs> do they, am do I, they am still affect you? Am I sad? Well, I had to really think about it. Like, yeah. am I sad that they didn't like me? Or am I sad that I didn't make them, like, is it on me? Oh, uh, okay. Like, where did or, or is it, or am I, is that growth? Because now I'm being true to myself and leaning into my, my, new, my new stuff that might not be for everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because Frederick, I had a, so here's the thing, like, so that Sunday I went up, it didn't go well. And then like that Tuesday, I was at the DC Improv opening for a comedian, um, and it was for 300 people and I did great. Now, because I did great, does that mean I'm the greatest comedian ever? I don't think so, but because I had a tough set in Frederick, does that mean I'm the worst comedian? Right, I don't think no, so. right, right. So you gotta learn how to balance. And just put it all into perspective. Perspective, it's context. You yeah. Know? So you, you know, there'd be moments where I just, I'd be, I'd be on fire at Big Hunt in DC. Like, right. I just got every, it's just like, I got, I got the guy in the palm of my hand, and I, sometimes you do feel like you, 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 you the goat. Like, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm the next big thing. Right. But then you have to remind yourself, like, you know, it takes those Frederick experiences to be like, you know what, you know, you just had a good night. To keep you humble. Yeah, yeah. You, you had a good night, let's, let's go back to the drawing board and keep, keep, like, you know, sharpening the sword. Okay, that's good. Okay, so now we're moving to, like, the deeper questions. Okay. Okay. So there's one question I ask all my comics that come on the show is, do all laughs matter? Mm. And I mean that in the sense that like sometimes you go out, you get big chuckles. Sometimes you go out, you get little chuckles. You get the big rockets laughter where the whole room is cracking up. Or sometimes it may be a few people here, a few people there. Are you satisfied every time you leave a room if you get a laugh? If I get a laugh, yeah, like I mean, yeah, you hope, you hope to get a laugh, you know, like, you know, and I hope to multiply that by ten. I hope I get ten laughs, and, you know. But yeah, it's, you know, uh, I'm in a very um, experimental stage right now, where mm -hmm. like I feel like I've gone through, at least here in DC, like I'm in a good, I'm in, a, I'm very fortunate where like people know, like, oh, okay, Martin, I've already done a few things, so now I'd rather focus on like creating a new. Like what's my next thing? Like on 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 the craft on, on the craft on the craft side. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's some, like now I'm kind of on some pushing buttons type shit. Oh, okay. So like I had this new joint where like you know, I have this new joint where like I go I'm a feminist, and so that's why like when 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 they found out the YouTube shooter was female, part of me was like, good for her. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Breaking down stereotypes. Right. You know, they they put their mind to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> And so like I said that last night, and the crowd was like, 
No! And I was like, shut up! I said, it's a free comedy show. You take this free, you take this shit to the face. And they're like, they start laughing. And I'm like, it's 1 a.m. It's, it's a packed room. And I'm like, look, man, we just, look, I, I gotta start, I gotta be able to take my shots. You know what I mean? Yeah, but let me, can you take let me, let me, right, and this is like, you understand, like, y'all walked into a room where it was a promoted show, there's a microphone, it says underground comedy, and y'all in your feet, like, shut up. Yeah, shut like, up. don't be soft. But again, you know, just give me that, give me that. That's why I don't even write stuff on social media like that. Like, I don't do no Twitter or Facebook stuff because okay. it's context, man. Yeah. If I already say that on Facebook or Twitter, it's a different Yeah, now you got comments. Because you gotta understand, prior to me saying that, I was doing well for four minutes. Uh-huh. But I wanted to take it, I wanted to explore a new... Oh, like take know, it to the left. Yeah, like do some, like just, just... Maybe I maybe that's how I really feel. Maybe that's not how I maybe I'm yeah. just joking straight up, but that's for me to like that's for y'all to, you know, it's an open-ended thing. Like, yeah. You know, let me figure it out. And it's like when you do a comedy, when do you get those chances to push them? That's what I'm saying. You know? That's what I'm saying, like, if I were to do the same five or ten minutes or whatever the my rotation of material that always does well, it's like, what am I really doing? Like that's not really how you grow. Right. And you know. Oh, how I feel. Hashtag fuck sex. But we'll talk about that. You know, I mean, that's like every time, <laughs> yeah. every time I'm chilling in, the, in, the, in a room where there's comedy and like I'll, I'll hear comics do the same stuff and I'm like, I just want to walk out. It's like, yo, I already know what this is going to be. But then there's other comics who like surprise you, even with the same constantly, material. Constantly pushing the envelope. And those are the comics I want to like. Like, I perk up and I just yeah. want to be like, oh, what's this line? What's yeah, this? like, what are you talking and about? And I, I want to be that, I want to be the guy who's, like, doing that. You know, I want to be the guy who's like, well, I, you know, constantly, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just, like, be the guy who's, like, at least set lead by example. Yeah. And I remember when I was starting out, man, there were so many great comics that I got to watch and, like, learn from. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if I didn't have that, that, that kind of set the, the blueprint for where I could take it. Yeah, that's great. Well, we wish you the best. Okay, last but not least. Is it important to mentor new comics in the comedy scene? I think that's like a, a case by case. Cause I think you can't just, you know, um, like taking them all in. Like you want some cookies? Like I never had. I never. <laughs> yeah. Like I never had like a, a, a straight up mentor. But I was able to. There was a room I used to go to called the Arlington Draft House Green Room. Uh -huh. Saturday night, that open mic. And it was the Randolph and Andy Klein. Andy Klein. Yeah. Yep. And so that was probably, in my opinion, probably one of the best rooms DC had, um, where it was the most fair and balanced in terms of who would get on and who would not. Oh, okay. And it was where it was where comedians would go, and they would have a sign-up sheet, and 40 to 50 comics would sign up, and they would select 18 based on different criteria, mm -hmm. whether it's veterans or comics who got bumped the previous week, but they, they put the list according to what they thought was the best line in that out of those 40. And uh, I would not get picked oh. very often. <laughs> yeah. and, but I, I remember wanting to be a part of that group and, and, and staying even though I didn't get picked and watching the show and watching the people who they would put up third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, which were usually the best ones, and seeing what they brought to the table. And, but I just by watching, some of these comedians, you just like, oh shit, that's that's really good comedy. Yeah, like, oh, that's murder. And just, ha and just having that as like, 
an example to, to, to a blueprint to like, oh, I should strive for that. Yeah. Right? As opposed to going to some spots you go and you just see people fucking around, you should never <laughs> learn what really good comedy is. You know what I mean? Unless you're paying for, for $30 tickets to see you go to DC Improv. Right. right, right. Who wants to do that? So, um, you know, as far as mentoring goes, I think it's important for like comics to go through their struggles the first two, three years. And then, like, once I see a comic past that three year mark, I like, I like pull up, I might say a few things to him, like you know, because it shows that he wants to do it. After yeah. three years, like all right, like you, 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 you in it enough to like you want to pursue it, or like yeah. you want to like you wouldn't and go through all, endure all that for three years. And, You're just gonna be like, eh. want to want exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like my take on it. Is like you know, waiting to see whether or not they go on stand the test of time like you know and stick this shit out because it's not for this it's not for everybody right it's, it's not. tough it, it's not it's tough especially if you're on the road like you talked about where you're like doing well and then you hit that wall of like a bomb and you're just like yeah what? people who probably think like i always do good and it's like bro you don't even know what happened to frederick <laughs> you know I mean? like, you don't even know and i, I just kind of like look at certain comments when they talk about that they always kill because i'm just like yeah, i mean it's like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Chocolate coated with vanilla ice cream. There's a, see, boom, and guess what? You are right. I mean, you know, you got, you already know. Yeah, you're an overachiever. I'm in the, Based, in trouble, I'm in the Illuminati. You just right got now. a double win right now. Based on sales, it's about three times more popular than chocolate, the second flip, favorite ice cream. Okay, so now you got a one. Okay, number two. Which ice cream company has a flavor graveyard that includes Vermonti Python and Cool Britannia? Ben and Jerry's, Bluebell, or Briars? What's the second one? Vermonti Python. I've never even heard of it. No, no, no. The, the, oh, Bluebell. Yeah, I've never even heard of Bluebell. But if it's. I feel like Ben and Jerry's has the weirdest names. So I feel like, but I never even heard of the middle one. So, is the middle one a real thing? Yeah, Bluebell is like a really like, popular one. I'm telling you one. right now, if it's like my the mom best was here, ever. my mom would be like, she'll walk out. Really? She'd be like, this energy. Is it? Is it like? <laughs> Bluebell is like the best. East, is it? It's like a southern. It's southern. South. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. I'm an East Coast. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ben and Jerry's are Briars. Hey, Mo, if you don't got it in D.C., <laughs> then it ain't a real thing, Mo. It don't exist. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm not going to answer this question. No. 
We don't talk about no southern ice cream. It's all about red hot sausages and pickles. You know what I mean? And mambo sauce? Yeah, mambo sauce flavored <laughs> Neapolitan sandwich. Right. I mean, just for the sake, I don't know what it is, so I'll probably, it'll probably be the one in the middle that I never okay, heard Okay, that is incorrect. You should go with your gut. The answer is Ben and Jerry's. The Vermont headquarters features actual tombstones mm. for the retired flavors. They don't play around. They don't play around. Number three, what's a good way to relieve the pain of ice cream headaches or brain freeze? Mm. Hold your breath, shut your eyes tightly, or press your tongue against the roof of your mouth. What was the first one? Hold your breath, shut your eyes tightly, or press your tongue what? against the roof of your mouth. I haven't done, I haven't done any of those. <laughs> Cause it's in my blood. We don't get brain freeze. <laughs> I'll go with the first one. Hold your breath. Yeah. That is incorrect. It's the middle one. It is. Press your tongue against the roof of your mouth. Mm. Even though you feel the pain in your forehead, the blood vessels that trigger it are in the. That room sounds suspect. <laughs> yeah, brain freeze. Brain freeze right now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> now we're going to be like, mm, talking the room of the mouth. Okay. Number four. An ice cream empire began when Tom Carvel's truck got a flat tire and he had to sell blank from a parking lot. Root beer floats because he had no milk. Ice cream without cones or half melted ice cream. Hmm. These are very specific questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, this has nothing to do with the trade. Like, this is like history. Like, wait. Use your ice cream instincts. Uh, half. He's. <laughs> that would be very impressive if you were selling some half melted ice cream, but I don't think that's the case. So that's not. Oh, you you, you indicated it. It is okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna take that so one. I'm gonna give you some wins. Um, the. That was in 1934. The crowds loved the melted stuff, mm. so he switched his business from hard to soft ice cream. Oh, right. That's how soft ice cream came about because of that? Because he was just like, it's hot and it melted. I don't know what to do. Okay, number five. Ice cream stored in your freezer can develop a lumpy, unpleasant texture. How can you avoid that? The STDs of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> You need to see a dermatologist, huh? <laughs> you need a cream for that? Yeah. Okay. Set your freezer. Cream for your ice cream. <laughs> that would be actually kind of like a, I mean, it sounds disgusting, but like, imagine if like they had like STD ice cream with like little, but like it was like uh, different, um, like pistachios or cherries and something, and then you put cream on it, like chocolate. You know what I mean? Like and it was just like melt ice. Yeah. That's disgusting. Sean, would you eat it? I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> you talking about baby? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about eating how? Do I put it on your so herpes flavored ice cream? Herpes flavored ice cream? Ice cream. <laughs> as long as it's vanilla bean or. Yeah, vanilla bean. As long as it's vanilla bean <laughs> base. Vanilla bean base. Right, okay. The answer is oh, set your freezer to a warmer temperature. How do you cure that ice cream STD? Okay. Oh, right, right. Set your freezer to a warmer temperature. Store the ice cream in the freezer door, or don't let the ice cream soften and then re refreeze. Don't let the ice, ice cream, cream soften. soften and then refreeze. Yeah, you, de you definitely don't want to let it soften and then refreeze it. Uh, to so get rid of those things? The SD to avoid it. Oh, to avoid it. STD ice cream. Yeah, I think it's that, that last one. Boom! 
Yeah. To keep that's... cold, stable temperatures, store your ice cream in the middle of the freezer, not the door. Okay? Mm -hmm. Avoid those STDs. Number four, six. The ice cream cone was popularized in state at the state at the St. Louis World's Fair in 1904 when a vendor was inspired by a child eating an ice cream cone out of a party hat. Mm -hmm. Eating ice cream out of a party hat. Number two, an ice cream salesman ran out of dishes and joined forces with a waffle vendor. Mm -hmm. Or Teddy Roosevelt wanted to eat ice cream without those damn little spoons. Mm. He's achieved. No. <laughs> uh, let's go with the. Uh, let's go with the first one. A vendor was inspired by a child eating ice cream cone out of a hat. Ice cream out of a party hat. That's. that's no. <laughs> I don't sound like the right one. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go with the, the last one. Teddy Roosevelt and the spoons. Those damn spoons. Incorrect. <laughs> so the first cones were waffle cones, not the sugar cones that are popular today. So the guy did see the man and was like, hey, what you doing with that? Let me buy all that. Yeah. Fold that up. Okay. Just a few more questions. Here's one. Okay. True or false? Mm -hmm. Haagen-Dazs is Danish for creamy taste. Okay. True or false? Hobby dies is deep. No, I don't false. Wins, more wins. It's actually a nonsense sound invented to sound vaguely Danish. Yeah, it's not even Danish, I think. Hobby dies. It was created in the Bronx in 1961. Yeah. I thought it was like from over there. I thought that was like someone's last name. <laughs> yeah. And it's not. They were just like Hagen Dogs. <laughs> I actually, I actually, uh, I actually for like a month, I had my own flavor ice cream called the Amini Delight. Yummy! What was it? It was um. Well, I found a farm in uh in Northern Maryland that made their own organic ice cream. Uh -huh. So it was like unbranded. So I put my own like labels on it. But then there's like, you gotta get into permits and like, oh, except like making sure that it's like sanitary and stuff. So I was like, I ain't trying to get into all that. What was the flavor? Vanilla bean? It, it had peanut butter that, <laughs> peanut butter that. No, they had all types of, they had straw, like, but it was just so fresh and natural from the farm. Mm, so it was, good. it was bomb. And if I, I, if I would've, if I would've like stuck with it, it would've been a great, like, I think I would've had a lot of fun like marketing it. Yeah. And branding it. Cause it looked dope. This is like 10, 15 years ago. Amini's Delight. I would have tried. Sean, would you have the vanilla bean Amini's Delight? Yes. It's Amini Delight. Okay, we just got two questions left. Which, this, this one, you better call them that shirt, okay? okay? Which ice cream company gets its slogan from the number of days in a month? Cold Stone Creamery, Ben & Jerry's, or Baskin Robbins? You said gets their, uh... Slogan. From the number of days in a month. Um, I want to say Bastion Robin. Boom! 31 flavors. Good job. Okay, last. Oh no. Yeah, last question. How is gelato different from ice cream? Gelato must contain fruit. Mm -hmm. Gelato is more dense and less airy. Gelato is served at colder temperatures. I think it's the middle one. Sean? Yep. Middle one? Yep. Very good. Gelato is turned more slowly than ice cream, <laughs> making it denser and less airy, and it also contains 
Let's fast. Thank you for playing the ice cream game. Oh, one more question. Last bonus bonus question. If you get this one right. I win a Corvette. You win. You just win. Okay. You win. Like it's not in the budget. Yeah. Come back next year with my surprises. Okay. Freeze-dried astronaut ice cream was actually eaten in space. True or false? Freeze-dried ice cream? Probably true. True! It was eaten on Apollo 7, but it turns out the astronauts didn't like it. So they were like, yeah, no, we're not doing it. We're good. Thank you for playing the ice cream quiz, Marty. You win because you got the answer right. That's right. More wins, baby. And I also want to thank you for coming on the show today. Did you have fun? I had so much fun. You know what? It's great. We want to wish you continued success. Thank you, man. I'm excited. Podcast and Final World Kennedy Center. Yeah, come check out the show. Uh, What's the next, next one? Next week, next Thursday. Next Thursday. I'm coming. I'll be there with Sean. Just yeah. tipping around. Um, we want to thank Sean. Thank you, Sean. You did that. You did that over there. We want to thank <laughs> Blue Microphones and Alexa and myself, Chicago Slim, for just hosting us on this ride. This is Super Puppet Podcast, and we are out. Peace. Chicago Slim coming with the Don't sleep.